0: It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights post game show. Now, here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights radio network.
1: Welcome in to the Vegas Golden Knights post game show. The Golden Knights fall 3 0 to, to the Colorado Avalanche, falling to 23, 13 and 5, 51 points on the year. Next in action tomorrow, 7 o'clock, against the Boston Bruins at home inside T Mobile Arena. To help us break this one down, we go back up to the radio booth, bring in. The voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, and you know what, Dan? It's I'm going to start with the bright spot, and you know, I didn't expect Yuri Patera to get into the game tonight. It was expected that Aiden Hill would go. We'll get to that in a moment, but Yuri Patera, I thought, had a really strong game for the Golden Knights. It cer- certainly could have been farther out of reach earlier on in this game if not for Yuri Patera. Yeah, he
2: was terrific in a lot of respects. I, I thought that. In limited time, you think about the opponent, you think about how the team is playing in front of him, and, um, you know, probably the, the best single game that we saw with Urien goal was the Lightning game. He happened to give up five goals in that one. I think probably that that fifth goal is one that you didn't want to see go in. Um, you know, did get a win in a shootout against San Jose and was perfect in the shootout. But um, I, I, I would say that when you give up three goals against one of the best offensive teams in the league on a night when your club's offense is doing very little, Mm -hmm. uh, especially after the first period, there were not very many great chances for the Knights after the first, that this was uh, even more on Patera's shoulders to turn in a strong outing. And he did. So, yes, he was 2-0 last year and uh, made his regular season debut back on March 12th. Uh, I I would say that this is uh, a, a... an encouraging sign, not only for Patera, but for the organization to think about, you know, Thompson and Hill are the goalies, as opposed to last year where you've got, you know, Lauren Broswab. they traded for Jonathan Quick, and Yuri Patera did earn a couple of wins, but he's number five on that list of five goalies. So uh, you don't want to read too much into one game, but Patera knows, like, if if he had played better in his first three starts, maybe he would have played a couple of those games that Thompson did. Um, He had to play today. Uh, under duress but he was prepared and uh, I, I thought was uh, 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 to boil it down he was the best player for the Knights today
1: yeah i agree with that 100 percent now it kind of opens up the the can of worms so to speak with uh, the vegas golden knights goaltending and what to do tomorrow obviously logan thompson didn't travel due to an illness aiden hill was tracking to come back in this game tonight wasn't able to go so what's the outlook do you think right now for the golden knights going into tomorrow night's game against the bruins yeah well
2: first of all i will simply say i don't know Uh, you asked what do i think that's always a (laughs) trickier question to answer you know that um if you know let's just say that logan thompson wasn't ill aiden would have stayed in vegas It's sort of like the pitcher uh, who's not starting the next game in baseball, you, you don't make him travel; you stay at home and whatever. So, Aiden would not have been here. You would have had Thompson start and Patera back up, um, because Thompson was left in Las Vegas. Perhaps that gives him uh, time enough to recuperate from his illness. I simply don't know, uh, and, and maybe Logan himself doesn't know. But you, you know, you, you got to be pretty sick to miss uh, you know a road trip when you were supposed to be the starting goalie. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, for Hill, was whatever changed the plan today significant enough that he can't go tomorrow or can't dress tomorrow, you know, it's conceivable that hill is good to go and he starts and thompson is feeling great and he backs up or it's possible that logan is still ill and whatever the issue is with hill he has not recuperated and you've got patera and seville like every combination seems possible for tomorrow so i wouldn't want to say anything more than that ryan because i simply don't know and i have no inclination that any one combo is any more likely than the other it's unfortunate but that's what the knights are dealing with and who knows maybe bruce cassidy will have more information after the game but i really think it could be any combo of those four players tomorrow against the bruins
1: and and i guess that is kind of the the story of how things have gone lately for the golden knights in that it feels like continuity from game to game from a lineup perspective just isn't or so you know, how difficult must that be, I, I suppose, for the players kind of going into a game where they're really not sure who is or isn't going to be in the lineup?
2: Yeah, I mentioned this with Darren earlier, and, and who knows, and, and all of it affects different people different ways. But it, when you get a player back, it's uplifting for the group. Mm-hmm. And in some of it's just the, the personality, but the confidence is part of it too, not to mention the play itself. That you'd have a cup winning goalie return to the lineup. You know, given the night struggles of late, giving up more goals than they like, you bring in Aiden Hill, who still at this moment leads the league in goals against average and save percentage. He still qualifies for the league leaders. To get that guy into your lineup, it's a boost. It frankly is a boost. And then to be, you know, let down because he can't play. It's nothing against Yuri Patera. It's just human nature. You thought you were getting your number one goalie back, and you didn't. So, yeah. is that? It's just human nature. I mean, again, he can't get in every player's mind, and how does that affect things? But it's not just Hill. You know, you're without all these other players. You know, without William Carlson, without Will Carrier, without Shea Theodore, among others. You know, the, the, it's as much as you like to see guys step in and do a job, um, and to a degree they are. But again, just the. The mental anguish of, you know, not having your regular teammates out there, um, you know, it, it, it's it got to wear on you, especially since things aren't going well. If you're winning, you figure, okay, we can get through this and, you know, we'll keep things in in line so when those guys get back, we're in a good position for them. But because they're not winning right now, it just seems to exacerbate that anxiety about it.
1: Now, that kind of leads me into this question, and, and tonight feels obvious, right? Like you go 11-7, and seven, again, the continuity from game to game just isn't there from a personnel perspective. But, you know, you look at the Golden Knights in, in gaining traction and building upon what they did well uh, against the Islanders. Did, did you see kind of movement in the right direction from the Golden Knights tonight? Or if not, how do they get there?
2: Yeah, well, isn't that the question? I, yeah. I, I'm not sure that there was much progress you know there, even the game against the islanders bruce told us on the pregame show that there there were not um, you know they won five to two so you you know how do you complain about a, a three-goal victory but it, it uh, some things were uh, noticeable from what they had practiced and then put into play during the game obviously that line of Wah kolasar and howden produced a couple of goals uh, jack had scored one on the power play which was important on the special team side of it you knew that there were going to be a bunch of power plays today. Every game the yep. Colorado plays, it's it's just how it's just how it goes. And that's yep. how the officials call it and the Knights failed in that department. They didn't score on their four chances. They gave up two on Colorado's four, just like the Florida game. And because it had happened, again it just seems to, you know, weigh on you. So now you got the quick turnaround. You know, we've been talking about oh, they got all this time—time time to practice, time to rest. You know, maybe playing back to back isn't the worst thing <laughs> after all this. <laughs> you know, it'd be not ideal. You got to travel. You're playing a rested Bruins team that's already there. Bruins are really good and all that. But um, you know, maybe, maybe you don't want a lot of time to think about this one and go right back at it. And um, and we'll we'll see. But I, I, it would be hard to say that the Knights made any progress from the Islanders yeah. game to this game here today.
1: All right, Dan, any final thoughts on this one before we turn our attention to tomorrow night inside T-Mobile Arena against the Bruins?
2: I'm not sure how long I'll wait to fill out my lineup card for tomorrow, but um, (laughs) I I feel like if I fill it out too early, it might just be a a fool's errand. I'll have to scratch it out or get the white out or something like that. So I might have to wait longer (laughs) than normal, but, you know, that's the stage of it is. But, you know, regardless of all of the the personnel questions, you know, the the Golden Knights are – more than capable of playing very entertaining hockey. And you better believe with the Boston Bruins and, the, you know, Bruce Cassidy against his old club and all that sort of thing, you know, th- those things still count. The Knights, though they have struggled of late, most of those struggles have been on the road. Their recent wins against the Islanders, against the Kings, have been at home. So maybe um, the fact that the Knights play Boston, Calgary, Nashville, Rangers, Pittsburgh, five straight at home starting tomorrow, maybe that is something to keep in mind on the positive side, too.
1: All right, great stuff as always, Dan. Enjoy the rest of your night, and we'll chat tomorrow. Thanks, Ryan. Good night. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duba, helping us break down a 3-0 loss to the Colorado Avalanche. We're back with more on the postgame show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network.
0: to the Vegas Golden Knights post-game show. Now, here's your host,
1: Ryan Wallace. Welcome back to the VGK post-game show. The Golden Knights fall 3 to nothing to the Colorado Avalanche. 23-13-5, 51 points on the year. Golden Knights next in action tomorrow, 7 o'clock, against the Boston Bruins. Doesn't get any easier for the Vegas Golden Knights. And just to kind of set things up, we'll get into... The post-game injury report brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. It was announced earlier today, right before the game started, William Carrier out week-to-week after undergoing successful surgery for an upper body injury. So William Carrier joins William Carlson in the week-to-week designation in terms of time missed. That's the updated timeline on Carrier, And on carlson so when you look at those two players in isolation that is really challenging to a bottom six quote bottom six that is among the very best in the national hockey league william carlson is third on the vegas golden knights right now in scoring and he did a great job through the first half of the season centering your third line with Paul Cotter and Michael Amadio. That line clicked. It worked. It did well for the Golden Knights. It helped them win games. And then when you take Will Carrier now out of the lineup, we know what Carrier, Waugh, and Colasar can do together. So it takes one of the strengths of the Vegas Golden Knights up front, and it takes it down a notch or two, right? Like that's that's a true statement. That is factual. That is what it is. But then you go a step further, and you're missing Shea Theodore from your lineup. Yes, Lucas Cormier played well on Saturday night. Yes, I look at tonight's game, I liked some of what Cormier did on the power play. More or less the first power play after that, it was hit or miss for the Golden Knights, really more miss than hit. Um, But the fact of the matter is, Lucas Cormier is not Shea Theodore. Caden Korczak's not Shea Theodore. Tobias Bjornfoot isn't Shea Theodore it's hard to replace what Theodore brings to the table. That changes the dynamic of things for the Golden Knights. And then you're looking at Aiden Hill, who was on track to return tonight for the Golden Knights. At least that was kind of the working idea after morning skate leading into the game today. However, as we mentioned, before warm-up started, Aiden Hill... We get the news he's not going to dress. He's not going to return tonight. He's still unavailable for the Golden Knights. Isaiah Seville recalled he backs up Yuri Patera. Patera had a great game, and we'll get into some of his highlights here in a moment. But the fact of the matter is, the emotional letdown, when you're thinking all day long you're getting your number one goaltender back, to have that not be the case, it has to bring you down a couple of notches. Then add to it, Michael Amadio did not play today because of an illness. Logan Thompson wasn't on the trip because of an illness. And Logan would have been the guy to start today if everything went according to the master plan that Bruce Cassidy had in mind in navigating this back-to-back situation. If you missed it earlier, Bruce Cassidy was going to go with Logan Thompson tonight in Colorado against the Avalanche, leave Aiden Hill at home, and Aiden Hill was going to go tomorrow against Boston. Best laid plans just didn't work out that way. And then I'm seeing a lot of discourse. and We'll get to the text line here in a little bit. I'm sure we're going to get to your phone calls and the extended post game show that there's an there's an apathy. Keegan Colar missed a couple of games last week because of an illness. Michael Amadio, illness. Logan Thompson, illness. Before you start judging the character of this team. Before you start thinking that There's just a a contentedness with winning one championship and being okay and not giving 100%. I'm telling you right now, this team's battling through something. It's clear that they are battling through something from an illness perspective, and they're certainly battling through with injuries. Let's just breathe a little bit before we start to attack whether or not this team is apathetic to winning it. I don't believe that i'm not going to even entertain that this team has talked ad nauseum about how much they do not want to be a one and done champion in the national hockey league in the league that is the hardest to win a championship so let's just cut that out at the source so given everything that we just talked about setbacks with injuries injuries in and of themselves illness 11 and 7 that configuration that the Golden Knights do not use we get into tonight's game and the highlights against Colorado Avalanche and you know what Yuri Patera as we just talked about with Dan Duva was the best player on the ice for the Vegas Golden Knights and he got things started in the first period with a massive save on Ross Colton.
2: Here's Ross Colton into the zone.
1: Give and go down the middle. And it's a loose puck. Go off its pegs. Referee never signaled
2: a goal. Huck ends up in the left corner. Patera in a seated position. Wow, Patera holds his ground on Ross Colton right down the middle.
1: Full split save there for Yuri Patera as he keeps the avalanche off the board and then the golden knights were called for a tripping penalty late in the first period and the avalanche wasted little time on that man advantage as valnichushkin opened the scoring with 14 seconds left in the first
2: pass goes behind the net Patera watches over his left shoulder pass in front score power play goal who do you know valnichushkin 21st goal of the season and his 12th on the power play
1: Nechuskin's 21st goal of the year a power play goal from Miko Rantanen and Jonathan Drouin 1946 of the first period made it 1-0 Colorado. The Avalanche would take that 1-0 lead into the second period and the Golden Knights had a chance to tie the game as Paul Cotter set up Brett Howden but Howden ripped that shot off the post. Cotter
2: feeds the middle in front of shot no off the post it's loose and goes to the far circle
1: Oh Brett Howden had a go on his stick but could not bury it That close to a tie game in the second period, but it would not go for the Vegas Golden Knights. Then the Avalanche would get back to the power play, and again, it was Val Nechuskin scoring the power play goal.
2: McCarr for Drew, and rink wide a shot off the side of the net from McKinnon. Rebound score! Matera ends up on his belly without his goal stick. It's Nachushkin again. 2 up in Colorado. 8.16 to go in the second period.
1: Second power play goal of the game for Val Nechuskin From Miko Rantanen and Nathan McKinnon, 11-44 of the second period made it two to nothing Colorado. So we would head to the third period, the Golden Knights trailing by two. And the Golden Knights best player, as we've mentioned a couple of times, was Yuri Patera and he came up with another fantastic save.
2: Jousting at a loose puck. Colorado takes it and comes to center. Cogliano enters with a man cutting. Cogliano shoots, saved by Patera. Again, from about 12 or 15 feet away on the right side.
1: Again, Yuri Patera doing his part to keep the Golden Knights within striking distance. And though they were down just a couple of goals, Vegas really didn't have many looks in the front half of the third period, and the avalanche put the game away with Logan O'Connor's seventh goal of the year. Colisar's forward pass cut off the line. O'Connor shoots tip on 3-0,
2: Colorado. Patera eyeing it toward his glove and looked to change direction and a 3-0 Colorado lead with a goal in each period and now 10.40 to go in regulation.
1: Seventh goal of the year for Logan O'Connor from Caleb Jones. 9.20 of the third period made it 3-0 Colorado and all that was left in this game was the final call. Connor centers from the right corner
2: but the puck is knocked away and the horn signals game over. Colorado with a 3-0 win over the Vegas Golden Knights, Alexander Georgiev
1: records his second shutout of the season. And there you have it. The Vegas Golden Knights fall 3-0 to the Colorado Avalanche. Vegas now 23-13-5, 51 points on the year. Next in action tomorrow, 7 o'clock, against the Boston Bruins. We're back with more on the postgame show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio
3: Network.
0: We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace.
1: VGK postgame show, the Golden Knights fall 3-0 to the Colorado Avalanche. Vegas 23-13-5, 51 points on the year. Next in action tomorrow, 7 o'clock, against the Boston Bruins. Inside T-Mobile Arena, Dan Duva did a great job kind of laying out all the potential options for the Golden Knights in net tomorrow. And the, the fact of the matter is... We have no idea what the Golden Knights are going to do as far as who's in net tomorrow against Boston. There are multiple options on the table, right? Obviously, Logan Thompson stayed back in Vegas, did not go on the road trip due to an illness. Is that extra day enough to kind of get Logan to a spot where he can play? Time will tell. I think you'd hope that that's the case, right? Like, you'd you'd love it if Logan would would be able to go for you, but right now we just don't know. As far as Aiden Hill goes, like Aiden Hill has been practicing with the Golden Knights over the last three or four practices. He's looked really good. He's been sharp. Movement has not been hampered in any way. He went on this trip. And so, you know, is, is whatever that setback today, the decision or what led to the decision to keep Aiden Hill out, to to not have him available tonight for the Golden Knights. Is that serious enough that he's unable to go tomorrow? Is he able to go tomorrow? We don't know. And then obviously you've got Yuri Patero, who played a really strong game. Get into the text line here. If you want to text us, you can always do this immediately after a game. 702-876-1340. Don't call yet, but text... You can get in your initial reactions after every Golden Knights game to the text line. Peter Rad says Patera was very impressive. I agree. I thought Yuri Patera was the best player on the ice for the Golden Knights. And like, that's good for Yuri Patera, not so much for the team when you're trying to win hockey games, but the you know, fact of the matter is, you did not lose this game because of goaltending. Just point blank, you didn't lose it because of goaltending. And so... If you are in a position where either Aiden Hill or Logan Thompson are not available, can you roll with Yuri Patera on back-to-backs? I, I think you could because he played so well tonight against a high-flying, offensive-minded Colorado Avalanche team. So that's going to be the big story kind of swirling around the Golden Knights tomorrow. Who's going to be in goal? What, which one of those scenarios are at play? And then, like, here's another scenario just to throw at you. Like, Isaiah Seville served as the backup today for the Vegas Golden Knights. If you don't go back-to-back with Yuri Patera and Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson, both aren't available, then do you go to Isaiah Seville? First career NHL start. Like, that's what it is right now for the Golden Knights. We're talking about potentially going four deep in goaltending a year after this team went five deep in goaltending. And then I'm seeing this idea that, you know, health for the Golden Knights will not be something or isn't going to be something that could help this team round out their game. Vehemently disagree. When you have players the caliber of Shea Theodore, William Carlson, Will Carrier, Aiden Hill out of your lineup, it is going to impact your total game. It doesn't mean the Golden Knights can't win hockey games. They absolutely can. If they simplify the game and they play to their strengths, they absolutely have enough talent to win hockey games. But when you have kind of gone through this stretch where it's another player in and out of the lineup every single night, continuity becomes the issue. And then you start to say, well, why can't they be the same team night in and night out? Well, because frankly, they're not the same team night in and night out. And that's an area and an aspect that I think a lot of fans don't quite grasp when it comes to the carousel of players in and out for the Golden Knights. We're back to wrap it up next on the post-game show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network.
0: We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights post game show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace.
1: Wrapping it up here on the VGK post game show, the Golden Knights fall 3 0 to, to the Colorado Avalanche. Vegas 23 13 and 5, 51 points on the year. Next in action tomorrow, 7 o'clock, against the Boston Bruins. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar for the Golden Knights. As we talked about, it was kind of a weird situation going into the game. Aiden Hill, who was expected to start was unavailable for the golden knights yuri patera does get the start for vegas patera was fantastic but as we've seen so much recently special teams do win the vegas golden knights the colorado avalanche score on their second and third power plays of the game to take a two nothing lead into the third period the golden knights 0 for 4 on the man advantage themselves and really that's what it boils down to that's the margin for victory and defeat uh, one team converts on their man advantages and the other team doesn't. And that's really what you can chalk this one up to for the Golden Knights. Now it's a quick turnaround, back in action tomorrow night, 7 o'clock inside T-Mobile Arena against the Boston Bruins. That's going to do it for us here on the VGK postgame show, extended postgame show, and your phone calls are next. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network.
0: Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network post-game show. For the station, staying on for more game highlights, interviews, and your phone calls coming up next at 702-876-1340. Good night, and thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the Extended Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now, here's your host,
1: Ryan Wallace. The Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. 3-0 the final, the Golden Knights fall to the Colorado Avalanche. Fifth time this year, the Vegas Golden Knights have been shut out. The last two Stanley Cup champions meet for the second time this year. It's the second time the game results in a shutout. The Golden Knights shut out the Avalanche 7-0 November 4th. And Colorado returns the favor 3-0 tonight to the Vegas Golden Knights. 702-876-1340. 702-876-1340. That's the number. I know that you can text in. But we've done this really a couple of times now. I'm asking for your phone calls. Humbly, I'm asking for your phone calls. We talked about where you're at right now with the Golden Knights a couple of days ago on the on the BGK Insider Show, trying to get a gauge of how you'd rate the first half of the year. And I thought it was more or less overwhelmingly positive. However, it's been a rough go for the Golden Knights. Injuries have played a part. In this story, it's not an excuse. This team still has enough talent to win hockey games. You saw it Saturday against the Islanders. You saw it the other day against the Los Angeles Kings. Just not enough continuity. So I want to hear from you. Seeing a ton of really interesting takes on social media. Some come through on the text line. Don't be anonymous, though. If you have conviction in it, call me up. Let's talk about it. 702-876-1340. Let's go out to the phone lines, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing?
4: Well, don't hide behind some screen name. This is no time for that nonsense. Um, I'll have a shot of whatever you're having, Ryan. What is it we're having over there?
1: Oh, come on, Mike. You know I'm not allowed to do that while I'm working. (laughs) Of course not. I'd be a mess. I'd still
4: like to have a shot of it, whatever it is. It, It sounds like you're in a very fun place tonight.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll tell you Mike, um, the next time that I'm doing a show from Whiskey, whether in in any of the the Whiskey's the name of the par, of the bar that I'm at. Uh, but uh-huh. I'm at the I'm at the the place right across the street from Allegiant Stadium. The food is amazing. The selection of whiskey is unreal. And I'm just telling you right now like if you if you want to come and have a good time and watch a hockey game, this is the place to do it. It's amazing. So okay. Uh, you're right. Like, it is a phenomenal atmosphere.
4: It really, it really uh, ameliorates what we had to go through in the last couple of hours. You had, it, you had it better than most of us tonight. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, looking at the goal tending situation, very pleased with what I saw tonight. Obviously. Uh, yeah. And do you think that when a goaltender who hasn't played much in his career in the NHL when he is suddenly thrust into a situation like that, is the advantage his or the team he's facing?
1: You you t- you're talking about Yuri Patera, um, right? I, I think that the advantage is probably leaning toward the goalie because you know the Avalanche are pre-scouting Aiden Hill; they're not pre-scouting Yuri Patera, right? So, uh, if you're Patera, you have an idea of of what those tendencies are going to be. You're prep you're prepping. Uh, just as much as you would, but the fact of the matter is, I, I think that it probably leans advantage Yuri Patera in that spot. But you still got to make the saves, and you still got to make the saves on guys like Miko Rantanen and Nathan McKinnon.
4: Yeah, that that's the well, obviously that's the yeah. problem for anybody. That is, and tomorrow night, interestingly enough, Boston has a situation that they have not faced in two years. Mm-hmm. They have the best goaltending combo in the NHL, and suddenly they don't. And how does that affect them?
1: Well, I think in the in the short term, Mike, and, and thanks for the call. Like, I I think that it's going to be fine for Boston. Like, the the issue that's going to come into play for the Bruins is if Linus Olmark is out longish term, right? Like, if we're talking about two to four weeks, then. How much can you play Jeremy Swayman and have him continue to be as, as good as and as impactful as, as he's been in tandem? So that's going to be the big question. Like if you're talking about Olmark out for a week or two, I think you can get by. I don't think it's going to impact the Bruins tomorrow by any stretch, but I do think that the longer it goes on, the more complicated it becomes for the Boston Bruins. Thanks so much for the call, Mike. I appreciate it. Let's go back out to the phone lines, bring in Sal. Hey, Sal, how you doing? Hey Ryan,
5: um, so I was coincidentally at this exact game last year when it was uh, Vegas traveling to Colorado and it was very similar in the fact that Vegas was without a lot of pieces that game. They were without, I think they were without Stone and Eichel and they were missing one of their top line defensemen and they played an absolutely A++ game and won a 3-2 to dominating game and I remember how we shut down McKinnon and blah, blah, blah and that was last year. I mean, same roster one year later. The difference, the difference is one thing that we really congratulated and felt strong about this team is no matter what adversity, no matter what injury, no matter what depth problems there were, I mean, our depth got us through, and we played the same good game no matter who they plugged in. That hasn't been the case for the last two months. This team hasn't won two games in a row or gone points in two games in a row in exactly one month tomorrow. I looked it up. They haven't won two. Okay, so so then so then
1: where where's the two months coming from, Sal? If it's been one month, why are you going two months?
5: I'm, so, I'm sorry, two months.
1: You said you said they haven't played a, a strong game in two months or back to back strong games in two months. One then you cite that it's, it's been a month. It's, it's here's been, here's been my been here's a, here's, a, here's here's my question to you. When was that game against Colorado D- last year? It was, you uh, remember? It was also
5: in. It was January fourth, actually, because it was wrapped in. It was January third. It was wrapped then, in New Year.
1: Then, it, then you weren't missing Mark Stone. Mark Stone, likely in the lineup. Mark Stone didn't go out until middle of January last year. Uh, secondarily, you're you're looking at this and saying that depth isn't getting the job done, and, and to a degree, I think that you're right. It, it's a fair um, complaint that you need more depth scoring for the Golden Knights. But when you look at tonight's game. You're 11-7, and seven. injuries and illness are playing a part. I, I, I don't understand how that's not being taken into account. Not so much the injuries, but the illness, right? Like, it does stand to reason that perhaps there's something going on right now with the Golden Knights, and maybe, just maybe, I don't know, call me crazy, that might be why they don't have the, the energy that you expect them to have or want them to have in this game.
5: It, an illness could be one thing that that you can't even. I mean, they're not. They're never going to talk about it or leak it out. Um, it's right. Just, I'm,
1: I'm just saying they've had three players miss in the last week because of an illness. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And and
5: that is an X factor. It's just.
1: But but we'll sit common, there and we'll say common... that, that that they're not they're not trying hard enough. They're not caring enough to win a game. Or and I don't understand oh, no that mindset. That. Huh. I'm I'm definitely not saying that. I just seen it a couple of
5: Completely. Times.
1: I'm. I don't, I don't
5: think that they're not trying. No. I would never. I would never think that. That's not okay. what, what this team's about. I. It's just we. We talk about how confident we are when we face adversity, but then we can't also use that as excuse when, you know, when we're losing games with missing players. So, but well, you know, I guess my. I, I guess my. The my larger point be a real thing. that could be a real thing. But, I
1: guess my larger point, Sal, is that they've been facing this adversity now for over twenty games. Actually. For about forty games, because they have had their full lineup one time in forty-one games. So, like, like,
5: you're right. At some point, it's
1: going to run out, right?
5: Then how then how do we start eleven zero and one like that, and then with those same problems? Like that's that's the crazy part.
1: I mean, you were missing largely Alex Petrangelo for a couple of games. And it was just different players coming in and out, in and out, in and out. But they weren't prolonged absences. You're you're talking about 21 games now without Shea Theodore. Yeah, that's huge. He's a great player. And then you're missing Caden Korzak, who filled in for Shea Theodore. And then Ben Hutton, who filled in for Caden Korzak, filling in for Shea Theodore. I'm saying when these absences extend beyond just a couple of games here and there, it becomes very different than a player in and out of the lineup for a couple of games here and there.
5: Sure, I'm just uh, we're just so lucky and used in used to Vegas, just overcoming everything and playing so well, no matter what is thrown against them. That this is a different is different, and and watching them on TV or listening on their it, it feels different. And, and watching them, it's the same exact roster as last year. Obviously, there's injuries, so there's different call-ups, but it's the same core, so the chemistry should still be there. And and it's it's just it, I feel like I'm watching a different team than last year.
1: I mean circumstances are different and you know Sal thanks for the call I I appreciate it Um, it's not the same team as it is or was last year like Riley Smith is not a part of this team you you do have a different look a different feel from time to time Uh, but the other aspect of this like just assuming that the Golden Knights are going to be able to win every single game that they play because they're the Golden Knights they're the defending Stanley Cup champions like the other team has a say in it Colorado is really good tonight. Like, as much as you want to say that, okay, depth scoring isn't there, it just feels different, they're not, they don't have it, the opposition has a say in a game, too. So uh, that's where I'm going with it. Let's go back out of the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing?
3: I'm doing okay. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm good. So it's feeling like it's that part of the season where you just have to walk away from Twitter because people are becoming unhinged. A little bit. (laughs) <laughs> um I like I it sucked it as a rough game and like at some point I was like I just I mean I, I had some expletives on the tweet but like I just hope nobody else gets hurt because mm-hmm. it was the point when they were talking about McNabb hasn't been taking ships and then Martinez took a stick to the face and like you know what just we don't need anybody else hurt yeah um but like I didn't even even feeling like that, right? That I just didn't want anybody to get hurt. I wasn't watching that game thinking they don't want to win, right? Mm-hmm. Especially the first period, they fought incredibly hard. Like that was a very strong period, and it I was unfortunate that Colorado was able to get that goal right before it ended. Um, Patera played great. Um, that that's that's making me a little grumpy, right? Seeing people complaining about Patera, like. He played a great game. He made some great saves. And it doesn't matter whether he lets in one goal or 100. Like, we scored no goals tonight. Like, it's it's not on him. You literally can't win if you won't
1: score. Yeah, you're right on the money, Stephanie. Thanks for, so much for the call. I I agree with you. Goaltending wasn't the issue tonight for the Golden Knights. There have been times over the course of this season where, you know, you, you maybe want to save here or there. But as you mentioned, if you don't score, it doesn't really matter, right? Like, unless... Erie Patera comes through with a shutout, and you get a point out of it. Um, that's kind of best case scenario in a game where you're not going to score. But you know, to 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 your point, I thought Ieri Patera played a heck of a game, and and was certainly a reason why the Golden Knights were within striking distance all night long. Let's go back out to the phone lines. Bring in Julie. Hey, Julie, how you doing?
3: Hey, Ryan, I'm good. You too. Hey, I have, I have a question for you. I just want to yeah. get your thoughts on the power play. I know the guys get out and they pass around. They're looking for that you know, the perfect lane to take a shot. But if they decided to crash the net, you know, shoot, shoot, rely on some rebound effort and, you know, kind of change that approach. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't dislike it, to be honest. Just more decisiveness with the puck on the power play would be Mm -hmm. uh, really what I'm looking for. You you think about the goal from Jack Eichel the other night. uh, It's just Lucas Cormier making a play, drawing players to him, and then finding Jack with an extra beat. He takes a shot. There's a screen in front. Like, puck goes in if it doesn't go in you've got bodies in front at least that you can hack away at a rebound i just think more decisiveness and an ability to move the puck a little bit quicker to get to to the net would be really good for them but right now i think they're trying to put too fine a point on their passing too fine a point on their 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 looks on the power play and you know, that's indicative of a team that's looking for the perfect play, and, and that usually means a team that isn't necessarily confident that they that when they throw pucks to the net, they'll get those bounces. So um, time will tell. I think you're right on the money, though, Julie. They've got to simplify things on the power play. They've got to get pucks to the front of the net, and then they've got to outnumber those players in front of the net as well. 702-876-1340, that's the number. If you'd like to join us on the other side of the break, it's the Extended Postgame Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas.
0: Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace.
1: Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 3 to in the final. The Colorado Avalanche defeat the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas 23, 13, 5, 51 points on the year. Next in action tomorrow, T-Mobile Arena against the Boston Bruins. Let's go back out to the phone lines, bring in Sean. Hey, Sean, how you doing?
4: I'm doing good, Ryan. Thank you for having me tonight.
1: Yeah. Hey, so I don't think
4: we, you know, a panic needs to happen quite yet. But I am kind of curious to know how much of the looming trade trade deadline coming up is having on some of the guys knowing that there's articles being put out that they could possibly be traded if they don't make the playoffs.
1: Um I don't know that the trade deadline is is really entering anyone's mind at, at the moment. Um you know, obviously with this this Golden Knights team, like there's a an expectation of, of how you need to play and how where you want to finish and, and what the ultimate goal is. Uh, but I think right now more than anything it's it's the weight of you know working through some of these injuries that are piling up and, and that's really more where I think the issue is for Vegas is you know their depth is being challenged as Sal brought up their depth right now is being challenged and you're going pretty deep into the reserves and you're not finding the results I think that's probably weighing on the team more than anything else and kind of exemplified in in terms of their frustration at not having things go right for them right now
4: right and I mean they've they've gone through the injuries before you know and bounced back and like you said this year just seems a little bit different that they're not getting the depth of of players that they had last year to yeah, come and in and help bail them out.
1: Yeah, you're you're right there, Sean. And, and thanks so much for the call. I, you know, you look at last year like Will Carrier scored 16 goals, more or less on the fourth line. Like there were some moments where he was playing up the lineup, but you know, one of the guys that carried you through from a depth perspective in Carrier just just had surgery today like you're going to be without him and you know for a team that that has at times boasted the best fourth line in hockey the best third pair in hockey that third pair gets broken up when you are dealing with injuries to Shea Theodore and all of a sudden you don't have them in the advantageous position and therefore the depth takes a little bit longer to kind of come through for you so I think that there are a lot of different ways to look at it I still believe in Bruce Cassidy. I still believe this team's going to be able to figure it out. It's just a matter of when that happens for them. Let's go back out to the phone lines, bring in Al. Hey, Al, how you doing?
6: I'm doing all right. Hey, the the point Canadian broadcasters were talking about this week, about the Golden Knights, having first-line players play with the grit of a Mm fourth-liner, this team had two huge games the game in seattle winter classic who could not get up for that is beyond me a revenge game against florida where it was heated tempers and they got out hit we can talk injuries all we want but this has been about attitude for a long stretch this would normally be a players only meeting throw the coach out we got to fix this, but this has to do with attitude. We can talk about Carrier being out now or this guy being out now, but this stretch has been a lot about uh, and then willingness to have, to have that attitude. We're being out hit. So I don't know what Kelly's gonna have up his sleeve. He's gonna have something, but the days of Ryan Reeves going and pounding somebody, and getting when, the when crowd did, all excited, you yeah. know, they're kind of past. I, but we I don't, don't have hitters right now that are out there. We skate what? around, we dump the puck in, I mean, and there it goes. So like Keegan Colasar
1: and Paul Cotter are like top five in the league in hits. Uh,
6: well, I, I tell you what, against Florida, we were out hitting that so, so in a, a, a game. game, in it a game, have never happened, like, so, okay. The point is that I don't know what Kelly is going to have. So, Al, let me try to to walk it through.
1: Thanks so much for the call, Al. Let me try to walk it through for a moment. It's going to be really hard to have your hit totals up where you want it to be when you're constantly defending and constantly defending and not getting pucks out of your own zone and not getting into a forecheck and then not getting into positions where you're going to be able to make those hits, separate men from puck, and then get to plays in the offensive zone. Against the Florida Panthers, it's very simple what happened in that game. The Golden Knights couldn't break the puck out of their own zone. Like, you can talk attitude all you want to. The X's and O's matter in this. Like, you can sit here and talk about, well, they don't want it enough, or the, the attitude's not where it needs to be. You cannot go to work on a 4 check. You cannot push teams back on their heels if you're not breaking pucks out of your own zone quickly enough because the personnel isn't there for you because you're missing your one-man breakout in Shea Theodore because the the pairs are jumbled up. So to a degree, the execution of the X's and O's of the game actually do matter. It's not all attitude. It's not all lack of hitting either, especially when you've got two guys in the top five in the National Hockey League in hits. I understand being sour that the game didn't go well against the Florida Panthers. It's a great first period from the Golden Knights. And then it all went away. Florida found their game, and the Golden Knights couldn't recover. But they're not losing games because they're being out hit. They're losing games because they're unable to break pucks out. They're not as connected as they used to be, and that can very clearly be pointed to a lack of continuity in terms of their lineup night in and night out. Thanks for the call. Wrapping it up next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas.
0: Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace.
1: Wrapping it up here, extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Golden Knights fall 3-0 to to the Colorado Avalanche. 23-13-5, 51 points on the year. Still second place in the Pacific Division, the Vegas Golden Knights. That will not stand forever if they they don't start winning hockey games. I recognize that. I understand that. I'm not saying that the Golden Knights can't be better. They absolutely can't. There are factors that lead into streaks like this for Vegas. The fact of the matter is they're going to have to figure it out. Players in the room, coaching staff, everybody, they're going to have to find a winning combination with the players that they do have in the lineup. Next in action tomorrow, 7 o'clock, inside T-Mobile Arena against the Boston Bruins. That's going to do it for us here on the extended postgame show. Thanks to Mateo Lopez Gonzalez down here, making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio, and thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It's your postgame show. It's not as much fun without your calls and your input. Until tomorrow, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas.